The month was May 2022. The number one song in America was Wait For You by Future featuring Drake and Thames. The crypto market was in the middle of one of its biggest downward spirals yet, and debatably, the most important piece of media that year was released. Wait, was it my birthday post? Oh my gosh. Yes, actually. Birthday. Yes, everyone should check it out. Are we going to talk about the hit album Harry's House, maybe, by international pop sensation Harry Styles? Tell me how I didn't know that was the name of the album. So, no, we're not. Although, to you, potentially the second most important piece of media. I'm actually talking about. Uh, Hello, Loey. Oh my god, it's Kenny, plant expert extraordinaire, as well as the incredible brother of my beloved Eleanor and my brother by association. Where did you come from? You were taking too long to guess what Eleanor's talking about, so I just let myself in. May 17th, 2022 was when the Plant Project Cryptids episode of IUL dropped. Oh my god, wait, really? Has it been that long? It has literally been too long, so I was thinking... Since Kenny won't leave me alone anyway, (laughs) as younger brothers do, what if we talked about creepy plants again? A reprise. Oh my god, wait, what a coincidence. I just read about this crazy curse in a petrified forest where if you steal petrified wood from its grounds, you might just die. That sounds like a pretty spooky plant. It's funny you bring (laughs) up a forest because my story is about trees too. Specifically the sort of trees that kill birds. Eleanor, I know that will appeal to you. No, I. that's like the worst thing I've ever heard. I would, I mean, not to say that I would rather people die than birds. Of course, of course. But if I happened upon one corpse between the two, one of them would certainly startling me more. You know I am petrified of birds on this podcast. And while we're at it on trees, can we talk about how everybody on TikTok is suddenly talking to trees, speaking with foliage? Oh my god, wait, yes, I know what you're talking about. Let's talk about killer trees, killer curses, and killer trends, baby. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loie, your friendly neighborhood true believer who can't keep a plant alive and should not be trusted with foliage. Hey, I have a whole little citrus grove in my front yard, though. So mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's impressive do? stuff. I am Eleanor. You know, normally I would lie and say I was a successful plant mom, <laughs> but we do have someone on the pod today who can disprove <laughs> that fact with a watering schedule of his very own. Together, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for, we might scare ourselves into staying up all night, but one thing is for sure, we are glad to have you guys along for the ride. I personally am delighted to have my little brother along for the ride today, too. If you guys don't know, we have a plant page together called A Plant Project. Kenny, between the two of us, who has the green thumb? It is me. I have two of them and she has none. You could have lied. It's my podcast, Bestie. (laughs) You actually just could have lied. I'm the guest. I got to hype myself up. (laughs) That's true. Kenny could have lied, but we've all also seen his plant wall. So, God, yeah, that's right. Nothing can get past you guys. (laughs) Yeah, we have 200 plants, a plant project across the board and across the internet. Kenny is certainly the plant expert among the three of us. I've seen your plants. You've seen my plants. 
And we've both seen Kenny's plan. Yeah. And it's there's a very, very clear winner here in terms of uh, plant parent. Well, all that matters is you guys have plants and you try. That's all I'm going to say. Thank oh my, you. Oh my God. Thank, thank you. you. So, I swear he's not this nice in person, guys. That's this so is rude. Nice. <laughs> okay, but Kenny, would you feel like that if you saw my dying money tree? <laughs> like... I've killed a money tree, so I, I, I get it. <laughs> we've, we've all been there. Last time I went to Loey's house, she hid the plants, I did, <laughs> the I dying hid plants, in the, in the back house, so I wouldn't see that. If you would have left them out, it would have looked just like Ellie's room. Leave oh. me alone. <laughs> I will literally not stand for the slander on my own project. Today's episode, we're focusing all on killer trees, baby, featuring, of course, Eleanor's brother, Kenny, as our plant expert extraordinaire, getting in on the plants, getting in on the spooks today. It's a family affair, and I love it so much here. It makes me so happy. I'm so warm and cozy, and all my plants are alive, and that is exactly how we're starting off today's episode, or else they're going to kill me, I think. Who is they? The plants. Oh. They're going to come to life, and they're going to... My money tree is going to sprout little legs, like a little goblin, and just like start chasing me around my house. Let's start off today's episode by talking about the curse of Escalante Petrified Forest State Park. This park is located on the native land of the Ute, as well as the southern Paiute in Utah, who called this region the land of the sleeping rainbow. The forest here is filled with petrified trees. And for those who don't know, trees don't get petrified when they get a little spooked like yours truly. No, petrification is a process that starts when organic matter dies, like, say, big trees. They'll get buried by something like ash from a volcanic eruption, which blocks their oxygen supply, which then stops decomposition. Over the next thousands of years, the minerals and ash sort of mix together, and the organic matter turns to stone. Every piece of petrified wood looks different, but at Escalante, it's not uncommon to see stony wood with many shades of red, orange, yellow, green, blue, pink, and purple, all the colors of the rainbow, actually. It's quite beautiful, so it's easy to understand why they call it the Land of the Sleeping Rainbow. If you visit the small visitor center at the front of the park, you won't learn much here that you wouldn't have already learned from the trail guide. Except, strangely, there is a massive collection of petrified wood pieces that people had stolen and then returned to the park, along with hundreds of letters of apology. Because legend has it that theft of petrified wood will bestow a curse upon you. A curse! Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay, first of all, when you Google the park, you'll see that it looks gorgeous. And second of all, we aren't kidding about the curse. They straight up mention it in the official Escalante Park brochure. Quote, Visitors who remove petrified wood are breaking the law. They may also be taking an additional risk. Some say stolen wood is cursed by ancient spirits and brings nothing but bad luck. And I found this quote from the park manager on another website who said that those letters you were talking about arrive, quote, about a half dozen to a dozen times a year. They're sending it back, trying to get rid of the curse. Now, for those of you listening out there who have forgotten, today on the show, we have my little brother lurking around somewhere, the plant extraordinaire. 
I want you, Kenny, to take a look at this letter that I found. First of all, I like the record show that I'm not a big lurker. Uh, I don't really like to give that energy. Oh, lies. <laughs> are you kidding me? You are such a lurker. <laughs> what? <laughs> I announce my presence in every room I enter. Say hello. Yeah, but you're a quiet stepper. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, so this letter that Ellie is showing me right now is attached to a piece of petrified wood and says, quote, I picked up this small piece of wood when I visited last year. I thought the warnings were phony. Since that time, I have had multiple accidents. The letter goes on to describe a series of accidents and injuries, including a broken collarbone, three broken ribs, a broken foot, a fire in his motorhome, and the engine in his car went south shortly after the warranty expired. I'm a true believer, the writer concluded. Please take this back. Bestie's had a bad couple months. <laughs> Sounds like that piece of wood might have really messed this guy up. Yeah. That piece of wood? He's seen better days, bro. You guys know, you and Kenny both know, I'm a little witchy. And I have, like, pieces of petrified wood in my home. And I'm just like, where were these sourced from now? Like, <laughs> I just bought them at a little spiritual store. Suddenly I'm concerned. <laughs> It's all so crazy, though. In a glass exhibit case, park officials have a whole collection of letters just like the one that Kenny read, with phrases that one news source described as dripping with regret, drenched with sorrow, a steady stream of human woe and burning guilt. Wow. Wow. What, what a descriptor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Kind of nasty. <laughs> the letter just arrives like sopping wet. <laughs> It's, like, covered in the tears of whoever sent it back, just, like, absolutely stained. One letter even says, I would advise anyone who thinks lightly of the bad luck to think again. Please place these back in their rightful place and ask for my forgiveness. Let's just say I learned my lesson. In a 2004 letter, a man named Casper from Switzerland wrote, Since my travel three years ago, I have had no good luck in my life. But every year, there has been an accident or disease. I hope with this act of restitution that the Lord will have mercy upon me. I apologize and beg your pardon. These are like crazy letters. People are not just sending it back with a little... Have you ever heard of Robert the Doll? Yes. I think we talked about Robert the Doll. People will do this with Robert because apparently you're not supposed to like take a photo of him. And if you do, you're supposed to apologize or, you know, whatever. Bad luck will happen to you mm -hmm. a thousand years, whatever. And there are like letters at where Robert is kept in this library with apologies I can't even imagine this coming in over these pieces of wood, though, and in such mass quantities. Another letter was even more tragic somehow, about a woman who picked up a few pieces of petrified wood. Her daughter was returning them and said in the letter it was because her mother had gotten terminal cancer. I mean, even the most law-abiding and curse-free people will have a string of bad luck once in a while, of course. Some folks who have never stolen a fossil simply have bad luck all the time or life kind of just happens. So it raises a question, is this curse of the petrified wood real? I would say no, probably not. It honestly seems like a lot of fun that locals are having with tourists, especially relating to misconceptions and biases that people already have about indigenous folklore. And another thing, as I mentioned, it's a federal crime to remove petrified wood from landmarks like this. 
So with the amount of petrified wood in this area, my guess is that it was super easy to steal and they didn't want people stealing it. So in some ways, this is like a form of social control. If people don't listen to the law, maybe they'll listen to this Mm -hmm. curse. One of the sources I found here says that because it's unknown where this petrified wood even comes from, they can't be scattered back in the park. Quote, to do so would be to spoil these sites for research purposes. So I guess they can come from like different parts of the park and they don't want to put the wrong type of petrified wood rocks in the wrong place. So you can't even really send them back if you steal them in the first place. Oh, no. No, that makes so much sense because like, yeah, it would make a lot of sense if locals are like using it as a form of kind of attempting to scare people into not doing it if they can't put the wood back where it belongs anyway. I was just going to say, is the research that great if they don't even know where to put it back? Honestly? (laughs) They're like lined on the inside with how old the tree is and things, at least from my understanding. So it seems like Mm -hmm. they should at least be able to get a ballpark estimate. I mean, I guess they don't want people stealing it and then sending it back. Mm -hmm. Right? Like they don't want to make it seem too easy. I think they want to shame people into having to give it back to them maybe (laughs) instead of just put it back. You know? Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, come yeah. give us this piece of evidence we can put at the visitor center instead of putting it back yourself. And yeah. also meet with law enforcement while you're here. Exactly, exactly. Based on everything we're seeing here, I would also say that the only curse here is probably guilt that these people feel. They take pieces of petrified wood, hear about the curse, had something bad happen, and felt guilty overtaking it. It's a classic case of mixing up correlation with causation. Which, I get it. It happens. We all do it. Doesn't mean there's a curse, though. I wish I could say the same about the Pisonia tree, though. A tree that traps birds and eats them. I'm shivering already. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Up next, we're going to be talking about a tree I think was specifically designed to torture Eleanor in mind. And a new trend on TikTok that may or may not be related to malicious fairy activity. Sixty years after the release of their first studio album, the Beatles fan base has never been greater or more curious. Hi, it's Carter. Right now on Conspiracy Theories, dive into the magical mystery surrounding the Fab Four in a three-part special called Beatlemania. Sex, drugs, death, and more death. The history of the Beatles and their Fab fandom is rife with conjecture, and we're taking on the hits. Was Paul replaced by a lookalike? Did Yoko incite the band's demise? And are there really any hidden messages in their lyrics? So many conspiracies, so little time. Before Swifties, before the Beehive, there was Beatlemania. Catch this three-part special now by following the Spotify original from ParCast, Conspiracy Theories. Listen free only on Spotify. So to recap, we just talked about a petrified forest that may or may not be cursing anybody visiting with terrible, horrible, no good, very bad luck. People often point to the letters sent to the forest as proof of this curse. But while I am always a firm believer, Kenny and Eleanor today have convinced me that this curse most likely is not real. And after all, there's really no proof behind it. It's more just a bit of local folklore meant to scare off tourists. My verdict on the petrified forest curse, 
probably not real. Who am I, actually? I have no idea. Like Identity crisis. I Literally identity crisis this deep into season two. But, like, I don't know. It just, there's nothing behind it. But, Kenny, plant expert extraordinaire, what is this about a bird-eating tree? Oh, boy. Today I got something for you guys. I want to introduce the two of you to the Pisonia tree. I know this is a show about urban legends, but Ellie, Loie, this tree is actually real. It's not digital. It's not rumors. It is real, and it is the stuff of nightmares. First, a little context. Many, many plants across the world depend on birds and insects for seed dispersal. They'll attract pollinators by releasing aromatic compounds into the air or by producing sweet nectar that birds and insects feed upon. By the way, when we're talking about seed dispersal, they're essentially eating the seeds and then pooping them out wherever they fly around. So thank you for that clarification. Kind of nasty, but also very essential for plants to be able to survive. (laughs) Just next time you touch a tree or plant, know that it most likely started out in a bird's butt. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're such a little brother. <laughs> Literally. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's the best kind of brother to be. I don't know what's so wrong with it. <laughs> Endless memes and laughs. There's nothing better. <laughs> well, like all those plants, the Pisonia tree is no different. It's found in tropical habitats across the Caribbean and Indo-Pacific. These trees produce long seeds covered with a thick mucus and tiny hooks that can stick to almost anything that brushes up against them. Ew. 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 Thick mucus? Nasty. <laughs> no, a thick mucus. It's kind of crazy we don't have a different word for like human mucus versus whatever this mucus is. <laughs> right? Like, I really would like a distinction between the two. I'd rather consider that like sap, like something like nature oh, you're so made. Right. You know what I mean? Not mucus. Yeah. Not you should mucus. lobby for, for the sap change, <laughs> I think, because I'm here for it for both of you guys. Mucus is a nasty word. It's like moist. Hmm. Not good. I can take moist. I don't like mucus. Mucus is worse. Yeah, definitely really conjures up an image in the head. (laughs) The Pisonia tree flowers twice a year, and the timing of these events coincide through years of evolution with heavy seabird traffic to the islands. Bird flies away, and after a while, the seeds fall off, preferably when the birds reach another island. Pretty foolproof system. At least that's how it's supposed to be, right? Because I think somewhere along the Pisonia's evolutionary history, something went horribly, terribly wrong. These birds use the Pisonia to nest, but when the young ones hatch, the result is often tragic. The young birds get entangled in these sticky, mucusy seed bunches, then fall down and eventually die of starvation or become food for scavengers. A horrifying death, to That's be honest. Awful. At other times, the older birds will die in the trees, their mummified corpses hanging from the branches like Christmas tree ornaments. I had such a hard time getting through that sentence. That's how one source describes it. Ah, the hair on my entire body, every single one, is standing at attention right now. This has also caused a devastating effect on the bird population. There was a study on seabird populations on Cousin Island, which is one of the places the Pisonia tree can be found, that said the Pisonia tree killed a quarter of white tern birds and nearly one-tenth of tropical shearwater birds through this fatal seed entanglement. So, like, these plants are mass murderers, babes. 
Like, this wow. is not just one freak accident. These these plants are killers. Like, actually killers. That is insane. When you said that something went quite wrong along the evolutionary history, I was like, okay, yes, it'll be freaky. A couple birds will die. That is crazy. A quarter? The ornaments. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That, that sentence. Oh, my God. That's the stuff of nightmares. such a reaction. I hate it so much. And listen, as much as I hate birds especially dead birds, which is quite a lot, besties, they still don't deserve a fate that depressing or a death so distressing. Why is this happening? Well, scientists have no idea if there's any evolutionary benefit of the Pisonia tree killing birds at all. One hypothesis was that the trees get increased nutrients from the bird corpses decomposing, which is disgusting, but makes sense. But an ecologist at the University of Victoria couldn't find any evidence that said the seeds were sprouting any better. In fact, the tree got way more fertilizer from the birds' droppings and from any eggs that fell, meaning that birds were worth far more to the tree alive than dead. So, much like the trees themselves, everyone is stumped about why this is happening. As One Piece put it, the Pisonia appears to be killing these poor birds for the heck of it. Maybe just to terrorize you, Ellie. I think it's a personal attack. I cannot stop thinking about the sentence Christmas tree ornaments in reference to bird bodies. Just hanging by mucus. Yeah, mucus covered bird corpses. Awful. Like, no. This is your personal hell, Eleanor, (laughs) but this is hell. Actually, we are in hell. Literally. These poor birds. I wish that I could talk to the tree. Honestly, let me go throw some hands, actually. Let me just, (laughs) let me at them, let me at them. Well, Loey, speaking of talking to trees, I'm sure you've noticed that there was a huge trend on TikTok for a while, and I'm sure you noticed because you find every deep, dark, strange corner (laughs) of the internet, you know the videos. It's somebody with a soft voice and a big smile, and they look into camera and say something like, I bet my tree will touch me if I ask it nicely. These are tree-talking TikToks. This is literally exactly what it sounds like. There are thousands of these videos, and as somebody who loves plants, I wanted to figure out, like, is this real? Is there anything to this? Can plants hear me? Can they touch me back? Also, why is this such a big thing right now? It all started, like most TikToks do, with an audacious claim. Every good TikTok starts with just a bold claim, whether it be <laughs> the truth or a lie. <laughs> so TikToker Bria Music created a video and captioned it with the claim, the tree in my yard can talk and move. In her video, she walks up to the tree in question and says, if you can hear me, touch my shoulder. Then a branch moves up, seemingly on its own, and grazes its leaves against her shoulder. After the branch settles back down, she asks the tree to touch her shoulder again. And once again, the branch raises up and brushes her shoulder. This video went crazy viral. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if you've seen it, Kenny. But if you haven't, you have for sure seen one of the other thousands of tree talk TikToks, where people talk to trees, houseplants, and other foliage to see if they respond. Um... (laughs) First off, I have not seen the exact TikTok that you are describing, but I have seen TikToks where people will like show off that their tree will touch them if they ask or like moves in strange ways when they ask for like a sign or something like that. I included it in one of my infamous like scary side of TikTok videos, but it never fully made sense to me. 
I've always heard of those experiments where they will have plants listen to music all day and basically see if they grow any differently or test plants that receive an I love you, good morning, baby, every single morning versus plants who are talked down to and seen like the growth difference. So I truly believe there's like, I don't know, I just don't think we know literally <laughs> So I was kind of here for it, my little witchy self, with talking to plants. But then one very, very famous person on TikTok actually had a little tree talk TikTok of her own, that being Lizzo. Lizzo asked in a video that her plant on her patio touch her hand. And it does. But to be fair, that might just be Lizzo showing off that she has crazy wizard powers. I know she's a witch. I know. Witch recognizes witch. Honestly, us hot girls, <laughs> we're all a little witchy. But in any case, speaking to plants is nothing new. So this isn't super surprising to me. There have been many studies on whether talking to plants helps them grow. The results have been mixed. Like there's this one study from 2009 where it was found that tomato plants grew two inches taller when spoken to by a female voice rather than a male voice. Sorry, Kenny. And there was this old episode of Mythbusters where music was played for plants and they grew better than those who weren't around any sound being played. Fun fact, the plants that grew the most were the ones that listened to intense death metal. Go off, I suppose. But Kenny, our plant expert extraordinaire, what do you think of the tree talk TikTok theories? Well, those are both really interesting, especially because there's evidence that plants can respond to sound stimuli too. Back in 2019, scientists found that playing the sound of munching caterpillars made plants produce chemicals that would keep the insects away from eating their leaves. And there was another study that said that plants that were exposed to the sound of buzzing bees produced more sugar in their nectar. When I hear about something like the tree talk TikToks, it makes me think that there's at least a little science that someone could use to back up the claim that plants can communicate. I don't know necessarily if there's much benefit to listening to Lizzo if you're a tree, but there definitely <laughs> is some truth to the fact that plants can hear you, I think. So scientists were trying to figure out, like, how is this plant doing mm -hmm. this? Because the plant doesn't have to be touching it, nothing like that. This plant will mimic not only real plants, but fake plants. So it's not like organic matter that it's getting. So the only thing people can like, to make a long story very short, people think it can see. People think the plant can see, that it's like seeing this other plant and it's mimicking the fake plant, not realizing that it's like a fake plant because there's no organic matter for this plant to play mimicry. Like what is going on? So all to that say you're right. I think we don't insane. know what they can sense. And now I'm a little scared getting changed in front of my dead plants and also being around them because they definitely know that I killed them. Oh my God. Isn't that weird? That is the most, that is, that is maybe the scariest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. That's insane. Mm hmm Kenny's home alone with the plants right now. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. They're coming to life, baby. <laughs> I have Kawhi to protect me. <laughs> he will eat That's as many true. as possible before they get to me. <laughs> His time to shine. Exactly. He's been waiting for this moment. It is good to know that there is some science that supports the idea that plants can, in fact, communicate. Because, to be honest, the videos are probably a hoax or coincidence or even wind. Except for the one where the guy asks the plant to talk and the plant just slaps him. That one is 100% real, obviously. Plant said, shut up. <laughs> shut up, sir. <laughs> but let's just say... <laughs> for the sake of argument, that the tree talk TikToks are all real. Should we speak to trees? According to 
anti tree talk TikToker <laughs> April Edwards. <laughs> Hell no. In a now viral video, April, whose content is all about old Appalachian Mountain folklore, says we absolutely should not talk to trees. She says, quote, that's not the tree. That's the fae. And you don't want to mess with the fae. And to be clear, she's referring to fairies by their more traditional name, the fae. So apparently, the way that the tree trend is worded, the whole hi tree, please touch me shtick, that means you are asking a fairy for a favor and then thanking them for complying. This then puts you in their debt. And according to April, you do not want to be in a fairy's debt. She describes the fae as, quote, meddlesome, dangerous, and certainly very tricky. Fairies? Really? <laughs> yeah, fairies, man. You're on IUL. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, welcome indeed. Honestly, Tinkerbell always kind of freaked me out when I was a kid, so I would not be messing around <laughs> with fairies at all. If they're even real, they're no joke. Here's a short list of crazy things that is rumored that fairies can do, according to old folklore. Every seven years, the fairy queen pays a fee to the devil. This debt is always a human soul. Fairies drown sailors and then keep the sailors' souls in pots. Fairies even steal people's spouses on the day of their wedding. That's that's pretty bad <laughs> oh stuff God. from the fairies. Petty. How are they stealing them? Petty. It has to take like a thousand fairies to lift up a person. <laughs> Folklore, folklore. I love that you didn't, your brain didn't go to like trickery, like them turning into a human. You were just like, the fairies have to physically. No, it's what <laughs> I steal them from the venue. Though. I imagine thousands of tiny little fairies just on every <laughs> single end of a man, like lifting him by the tux. It's like that scene in the Simpsons movie when all the animals come in and change Homer out of his yes. nasty clothes and they're just like exactly. dragging him around. It's just that with a bunch of Tinkerbells. <laughs> Fairies force women into indentured servitude, forcing them to be housemaids. Did you know that fairies straight up murder babies, apparently? And for fun. Basically, what I'm saying is fairies should not be messed with. Now, am I saying these TikToks are inviting trouble? No. Those people are just talking to trees on TikTok. But if you ever meet a fairy, get away. Dude, not the baby killing. Not the blatant well, misogyny. <laughs> The fairies had me until they didn't. The fairies had me at, like, stealing a woman's, like... I'm like, it would be really funny to see a man just, like, floating down the street being carried yep. by a village. They're killing babies. Debts to the devil. That's okay. the devil. That's fine. Drowning sailors? Do I support... I mean, mm. I don't not support. Yeah. But I draw the line at misogyny. <laughs> like, put the men in a pot. But Jesus <laughs> Christ, you're putting women to work? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we are nearing the end of our pod. Give it up for Kenny, my younger brother. I hate to say it, you're occasionally funnier than me. Plant expert, apparently now a fairy expert as well. I dabble. <laughs> <laughs> This is Real Talk on the Tree Talk TikTok, walking the fairy TikTok walk and talking the TikTok tree talk talk. You amaze me. Thank you. Yeah, God damn. That's good stuff. <laughs> to circle back around to what we talked about at the start of the episode, do we all kind of sitting here at the end think that the petrified tree forest has any validity to the curse whatsoever? I feel like no. even I, as your local believer, just don't think it could be true. 
I mean, we had a period where we thought we were cursed, but I've come to recognize that it literally was just two bad things that happened to me, and I didn't want to take accountability for my own actions. (laughs) I was like, I'm cursed. I think that's mostly what's happening here. Thanks, Bestie. We'll see how I feel tomorrow. I was going to say, I still think we were cursed, so. (laughs) Tomorrow you'll be cursed again. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're talking trash about these fairies. Yeah, really? I didn't know they were that serious. I had no idea. Would you be stealing a piece of that wood? Oh, hell no. Okay. Oh, no. I don't take anything from nature, though. Like, there Mm -hmm. was a time when I realized that, like, I used to, like, pick flowers on my walks and stuff. And then one day, one person was like, hey, don't pick flowers. And I was like, why? And they were like, because they're living outside and then you bring them inside and they're no longer alive and they could be contributing to the wildlife and you could be endangering them. Like imagine Girl, if you picked all the flowers. I never did it again. I'm you just don't imagine you like picking a dandelion. I, I was. And this lady is just lion. like, you are collecting weeds. I have no <laughs> doubt. Please. <laughs> but that is true. Like we, we obviously no. at Plant Project promote maintaining an ecosystem. Don't take yeah. anything from nature. But even the curse. Like Kenny, you are even more of a skeptic than I am. Are you taking a piece of wood? Ecosystem aside, it's not an environmental thing. Curse alone. Are you, like, sure enough that it's not real that you'd be snatching one for yourself? 100%. Those things are awesome looking, and those people were definitely just unlucky. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, I don't know, bad stuff happens to people all the time. I don't think taking this <laughs> okay, piece of petrified enough. wood from Arizona is why, like, that dude broke all of his bones. Probably just a klutz. Probably just a klutz. Honest to God, if you have some kind of like weird, listen, as a highly spiritual person, I'll say this. I'll talk about a little curse. As someone who is super, super spiritual, I have come to accept that I think that nine times out of 10, like I just blame karma for everything. Like literally anything. Mm -hmm. If something bad happens to me, I try to do something good to offset it, to think that, oh, I'm going to get my good karma back. And that's just how like my little peanut brain rationalizes literally everything in this lifetime. Of course, it's incredibly tragic. Somebody got into a car accident. I mean, if they even did, it could have been just somebody writing a letter. Oh, my God. Saying Lowy Lane with the high level hoax. Yeah. High level hoax, baby. (laughs) Massive, massive IQ over here. Just big brain thinking. But I mean, if that happened, of course, that's super sad. And I think that as people, we maybe want to make up something to rationalize, like, why bad stuff will happen. I mean, I'm doing it right now. But like, oh, I don't think people are getting cursed from taking petrified wood from a forest. I don't I don't think so. It is really pretty, though. We should go there. We mm, road trip, road trip, road trip. You know where we should never go, though? is wherever the Pisonia trees are. Because, oh my God, why are they killing so many birds? Listen, Kenny has read Homo sapien, so he's a little bit more versed on the evolution. From an evolutionary perspective, why is this happening? I know. Why are they killing birds in mass, especially if the birds are better alive than dead? It just seems like such a biological accident. I think that's how evolution always kind of happens, though. I mean, it takes thousands Mm -hmm. and thousands of years for different species to catch up. So maybe way back in the day, those birds were doing terrible things to the trees, and they just simply overcompensated by killing them. And maybe soon the birds will be smart enough not to get massacred by mucus, you know? Massacred by mucus. One of us had to get the brains and the other... The beauty and charisma (laughs) and talent and everything else. Oh, you two both have all of the above. You're perfect little babies. Um, That being said, my beautiful, beautiful siblings, do you guys think that we can actually talk to trees or like, are people crazy? 
a um, little bit. <laughs> maybe not crazy. I did meet, I went to Costa Rica recently and I sat next to this guy on the plane and he told me all about how he talked to trees in Costa Rica. No he way. was not oh on ayahuasca. God. He was not on drugs. He just did breath work and started talking to trees about how he really had to make some changes in his life. So I think some people are really in tune to nature. Yeah. I think the the voices they would hear back from the tree are probably just things that they need to hear. Like, I believe that people have spiritual experiences mm -hmm. where they believe this is happening. But I don't think the tree is actually chirping back in, so in your native tongue, you know? Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. It's almost like a meditation or something where you would talk to yourself, where you would like talk through your problems, almost mm -hmm. like self-guided therapy in a way, I guess. But I think we've talked about this with other things, like things like tarot, just other like supernatural, I guess, things where like you can kind of always derive your own meaning and you're always going to get the answer that you need to hear from yourself, mm -hmm. you know? I think that's a lot of spiritual experiences. I think a lot of spiritual experiences are actually just a bit of like self-understanding, which is kind of beautiful, actually. Spiritual in its own way. Spiritual yeah. in its own way. Kenny, are you talking to the plants at the house ever? I'm always talking to Kawhi. The plants don't have my time anymore because he okay. talks back. All right. they, don't, they don't talk back. That's true. He does. You're just not trying hard enough. You don't have that Lizzo Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I looked like Lizzo, they would listen to me. But I've no, read you, about... No, you could never slay. <laughs> you could never slay like that. <laughs> I could get thick like that. I'm already... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if I want to, but I could. <laughs> yeah. Please. <laughs> Literally, please. One meal a day, and you're on the floor whining about your stomach. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> the girls are fighting. <laughs> Kenny said, actually, the plants don't respect my skinny ass, and that's why they're not talking back. And I think you're probably right. I'm just so frail. They don't even see it. There's no point. <laughs> oh, True. not the body shaming via plant. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kick their butts for you guys. Thank you. Thank you. It sounds like you already were if you were hiding them from Ellie. I was. I was. <laughs> I, I was torturing them in the back house. They really didn't do anything to deserve <laughs> it, though. We want to know what you guys thought about today's episode. Do you think the curses are real? Are the fae real? Do you have a green thumb? Are you killing plants all the time like yours truly? Are you going to replace Eleanor and I with Kenny? Be so honest. Let us know all over social media by using hashtag gruesome twosome. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free, exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loeybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Again, a huge thank you to my brother, Kenny, plant expert extraordinaire for joining us today. Kenny, where can everybody find our plant escapades online? You can find us at A Plant Project on Instagram and TikTok. And thanks so much for having me guys today. It was great catching up. We might allow you back. We'll see. <laughs> Stay gruesome, friends. It's hard not to be the funniest person on the podcast, I know. So I understand if I'm not invited again. Literally leave me alone. <laughs> You're such a rat. You're such a genetic rat. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast. 
Flash Management and Ed Simpson, Fanny Baudry and Leah Sutherland from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Chelsea Parker, and is associate produced by Gitu Meira and Tracy Levy. Research and script writing provided by Judd Bookout. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor Barnes, a.k.a. The Gruesome Twosome. <laughs>